if I heard uh, a good friend say before the Lord will ever move, we need to ask forgiveness for two things. Y'all heard this before. Number one is you embellished my introduction. We need God to forgive you for that. And also, I enjoyed it so much. <laughs> I certainly need forgiveness for that. It's good to be with you. I, I'm blessed to be asked to come. And uh, Brother Hunt is my friend. You know, folks, when you got enough dirt on one another to bury them, you're going to stay friends. Amen. And there comes that place in your friendship that you just know that you're going to stick close. We're going to try to attempt to preach uh, God on the mountain. This morning, you'll find Hebrews chapter 12. You know, we lived down there and that plant exploded and the whole sky was filled with smoke. And I'm a little highly allergic to smoke. Then they started burning the swamps off, the grass there. I've been on coding for two weeks and I'm now deciding to start a new denomination on some of the visions that I've been Hebrews chapter 12, verse 18, as the tent tried to study God on the mountain. For you are not come unto the mount that might be touched, that burned with fire, nor unto blackness and darkness and tempest, and the sound of a trumpet and the voice of words. Which voice they that heard entreated that the word should not be spoken to them anymore. For they could not endure that which was commanded. And to so much as a beast touched the mountain, it shall be stoned, but thus through with the dark. And so terrible was the sight that Moses said, I exceedingly fear and quake. But ye are come unto Mount Zion, to the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem, and an innumerable company of angels, to the general assembly and church of the firstborn, which are written in heaven, and to God the judge of all, and to the spirits of just men made perfect, and to Jesus, the mediator of the new covenant, and to the blood of sprinkling that speaketh better things than of Abel. Let's pray. Father, we thank you so much for your word. And uh, when we read out of Hebrews, it inspires us just to read the words, declare them how it moves our soul with thanksgiving. Today I pray you'd help us, Lord, for we are in need of you. We cannot preach unless the Spirit of the Holy One comes down. We cannot receive unless it be by the Holy Ghost of God to bring conviction, enabling us and anointing us. We thank you that everything we need is in Jesus. So help us, we ask in his name and all the people said. Amen. God on the mountain. I, I believe there are three mountains mentioned in Hebrews 12. Two of them by implication and one of them by name. 
But there are three mountains that are mentioned in this text. So let's look at the first one. The first one is the untouchable mountain, Mount Sinai. He said, for you have not come into the mount that might be touched. When you come up to Mount Sinai, you're not going to touch that mountain. Uh, the Ten Commandments were given on that mountain. And you've heard many a preacher say it is not ten suggestions. It's ten commandments. And not only were the ten commandments given to us by the fiery fingertips of a holy God and the great thunderings and lightnings and trumpet sound of His voice, the whole law was given there as well. Now, it was not a place of pleasant settings. Mount Sinai was not a come-as-you-are mountain. It was not a place that people felt comfortable. And that it was a place that people wanted to gather. It was not. Mount Sinai was not a place that allowed flesh to enter that place. It was the real proof that there is a holy God. And uh, you're not going to whittle him out of a stone or out of a stump because you couldn't even approach the mountain to even see what it looked like. Matter of fact, it's even so much as a beast. An animal were to touch that mountain under commandment it must be stoned to death or thrust through with a dart. See, God never was satisfied with beast as an offering. He would not accept it. And only Moses in this story could ascend up into that mountain. And only when God called him up. That was the only time. Because no flesh could endure Mount Sinai. Jeremiah 12, 12, no flesh shall have peace. Romans 3, 20, no flesh shall be justified in his sight, for by the law is the knowledge of sin. 1 Corinthians 1, 29, no flesh should glory in his presence. Galatians 2, 16, by the works of the law shall no flesh be justified. You weren't going to go up to Mount Sinai and take you a trip up by your works to impress God. You're still not going to do it that way. And yet, all over this town, there are churches with steeples on them, pews in them, crosses hanging everywhere that teach to go meet God, you must be justified by your own works and kept by your own works. They're not going to touch Mount Sinai. I don't care what they come up with. You're not going to sin that place. Because at Mount Sinai, all flesh is damned and doomed and dead. It's a terrifying place. Verse 18 said it burned with fire. It was there a blackness, a darkness, a tempest. It was a scary place. God's voice was so terrifying that the people entreated in verse 19 that the word should not be spoken anymore. We can't take it. We'll not have it. They stopped their ears. 
But there was a man of God that was able to go up and get that word. Yeah, come on. And he was able to receive that law. And sinners have not changed a whole lot today along with most backslid Baptists. Right. We don't want to hear that fiery, loud, condemning words anymore. Mm. Come on. Yeah, yeah, Mount Sinai spoke of so many things. First of all, it spoke that there is a God of wrath. And surely, if you approach Him in the flesh, you shall not live. Yeah. You will have angered Him to do such things. That's good. Mount Sinai spoke of the holiness of God. Yeah. It spoke of the righteousness of God. But it also defines us. Mount Sinai spoke that we are sinners. Undone, helpless, unable to attain. None of us could pass the test. Now, Sinai speaks of the condemnation. You are condemned already. You're not coming up. This law given by the fiery fingertips of Holy God. Let us all know that we've broken God's law. And when we broke one, we broke them all. You can't really find a point of the law that you can truly say that you can. You can't keep something when you didn't create something. All right. But note a great contrast of mountains. Now let me tell you, Mount Sinai, it was surely God was up on that mountain. But then you pick up again in verse 22 and it's an entirely different picture. It's a different mountain. You come to Mount Zion. Mount Sinai refuses anyone to approach it. Mount Zion says, come on in. You're welcome here. Anywhere you study Mount Zion, you can plug the church into that place. Right. Mount Zion is surrounded by the hills of God. Many churches coming into one. Many body members making one spotless bride. Oh, Mount Zion is a beautiful place. Beautiful for situation. Yes. Is Mount Zion. Yeah. And where is Mount Zion bringing us? As it extols. That's what extol means. Spiral upward. That's when we praise God in truth and in spirit. That's what our praises are doing. But a lot of times at church, we don't ever get very high on Mount Zion because we'll stop right there and slide right back down. But Mount Zion is not a place for backsliding, although it happens. We're to continue to extol our life long process of sanctification and discipleship. Thank God I did not join Mount Zion. I was born in it. I am now a child of God and I am marching up to Zion. The beautiful city of God. Where does Mount Zion lead you? See, Mount Zion starts right here on earth. You don't wait till you get to heaven to deal with God. You know, Mount Zion, you get on your journey and you're extolling up. 
And as we go, have you ever heard somewhere we're at the same place we were last year? Oh. No, not really. Oh. <laughs> you see, right. here you start. Yeah. Yes, sir. Bam, here we are, but we're a little deeper than what we were when we walked by faith. Oh, that's good. That's good. You see, we're in the same place, but we're we're progressing. Yeah. Yeah. And how many of you can testify the older you get, the shorter the loop is? But somewhere in your Christian journey in the church of the living God, as you're going on up Mount Zion, you come to the cloud. And you're baptized into the cloud. And someday, the trumpet of God is going to sound. And all the redeemed are going to be baptized into the cloud. And the same Mount Zion that's rooted in the earth reaches unto heaven. And we're going to come to a celestial city in a glorified body. I thought you said no flesh could stand before God. I'm telling you, I shall see Him. Eye to eye, face to face, when my body will have been changed into the likeness of His glorious body. I shall stand with God on the mountain. Somebody say amen. amen. All right. Amen. You know, when you get up to heaven in Revelation, All right. chapter 4 and verse 5, mm. uh, you're up on that crystal platform. Five yeah. <laughs> robes of golden crowns and hearts. Mm. And you come around that throne, the Bible says all around that throne were lightnings mm. and thunderings yeah. and darkness. Yeah, but that's under our feet then. Yeah. Mount Sinai be for this earth to endure yeah. when we all go home. It's not going to be a pleasant place for the inhabitants of this earth. Mount Zion, however, on earth is not always so pleasant. Uh, I have a dear friend, most of you know him. He pastors a church called Pleasant Hill. <laughs> and he was going through... Uh, uh, wow. episode in his church yeah, you got it. Yeah. <laughs> and we were in a prayer meeting about five of us preachers were meeting one night to preach and he said you just got to know Robert he's a character got big you know face and jowls and all just like me but he said uh, I'll tell you something Pleasant Hill ain't always such a pleasant hill <laughs> Sometimes church is not always as pleasant as it is. But I ain't getting out. Because I intend on going on up. Yes. Yes. When you're in the little lands of Shechem, there's more company than what you can take care of. But you'll go on up a ways and get past the thousands that came for the fish fry. And you just keep on going. Yeah. It won't be long you'll be with the 70 that's been sent out. But you just keep going up and the number's going to get smaller. It won't be long you'll be with the 12. You keep on going, you'll be with the 3. Then you keep on going, there's only one room for one to lay his head on Jesus' breast. That's good. That's good. Yeah. Keep on climbing up Mount Zion. Jesus. It's more important to be close to him than it is one another. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Come on. Yes. Right. Yes. Right. That's good. What happened? That's good. 
that you were at Mount Sinai with fear and trembling, with death written on you. Oh, come on. What happened to go from that part of this text to another mountain where we're marching on the Zion? What happened? Well, the third mountain is what happened. Yes. Calvary comes through again. Yeah. It always does. Yeah. I want you to know the same God that is on my side. Yes, sir. The same one that is roosting up in his throne. The top of Mount Zion. I want you to know it was God on the mountain when they went to Calvary. Now you've got churches all over town here to preach that. Jesus was not God. He was a holy thing. Just a wind-up fleshly robot. No, He's God. He has always been God. He's God today. And the Lord Jesus Christ shall always be God. The fullness of the Godhead dwelleth bodily. Yes, yeah. him. Right. Before the foundations of the world, Christ was slain. Oh, but I could not meet him on Mount Sinai. And I could not let the church give me a sacrament that I might meet him in the church. Thank God for Calvary. Oh, yeah. Yeah. One mountain rejects me. Jesus. And the other one receives me. Right. One condemns me. And the other one gives me consent to come. One invites me to wrath. The other one invites me to welcome. Yes. It's the third mountain that makes all the difference. Oh, right. Yeah. 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 Mount Calvary. I'm so glad that I came to Mount Calvary. Somebody say amen. amen. Verse 23 said, To the general assembly and church of the firstborn, all because of Calvary. I'm accepted of God. My name is written in the Lamb's book of life in the courts of heaven because of Mount Calvary. Mount Sinai says, you cannot stand before God. Mount Calvary says, I guarantee you that <laughs> yes, you can sir. stand yes, before God. Mount Sinai says, you will never stand mm. before God. Mm. But look what verses 22 and 23 say. You are coming to the God, the judge of all. You are going to come into the presence of the essence of Jehovah, God, and not be consumed, yeah. not be destroyed, but shall be able to dwell with Him, and He will be our God. We shall be His people while the ages roll on, yeah. all because Calvary. How can a wretch like me, how can I be made worthy to climb such mountains? Well, it's not my flesh that makes me able to climb. If the Apostle Paul said he was the chiefest of sinners, only God knows what my title is. And yet, 
I climb. Not that my body has given me passage. My flesh still has no good thing in it. Yeah. Yeah. You don't think so? Go about four days without bathing, you'll find out it's not that good. <laughs> I look in the mirror and thank God that my eyes are failing as fast as before. <laughs> but I want to tell you something about Mark Uncle. He's kind of like the old tabernacle. If you're born again, you're like the old tabernacle. You'd go hide on the outside. Yeah. Put your gold on Come the inside. On uh, yeah. Yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> he said, you're going to ascend one day because of Mount Calvary to spirits of just men made perfect. I want you to know there's a man in me that's made perfect. Yes. Yes. It ain't the man born of my mom, I can tell you that. Yes. It's not the man in whom the sin nature of my father was passed on to me. All right. Yeah. Yes. There's a man in me that would be. Yes. He died in a moment. God of Eden. The day you eat of that, you shall surely die. But yet Adam was seen walking around. Right. And talking. And the skeptic and old Dr. Smellfungus says, Well, God lied. No, he died. That spiritual man that had this sweet communion with God in perfection died in the garden. But thanks be to Mount Calvary, the dead man, my spiritual man that had no life and that had no fellowship with God, when I came to Christ, Repenting from my sin, the Holy Ghost of God regenerated my dead spirit. I hear His voice. I feel His presence. I have communion with Him through the forgiveness by the blood that was shed on Mount Calvary. Down at the cross where my Savior died. There in my heart was the blood of life. There Jesus saved me. Jesus. Took me in. Yes. Glory to His name. Glory to His name. Glory to His name. Glory to Thank God Jesus. for Jesus on the mountain. Yes. Mount Sinai shows us the frowning face of God. Yeah. Mount Calvary shows us His loving heart. Yeah. You remember when that woman brought her little girl up there full of that devil? And uh, that woman looked into the frowning face of God. Jesus is God. Uh -huh. Said, Lord, if you could help me, my daughter. He said, I don't work on dogs. Y'all mm -hmm. remember that story? Mm -hmm. yeah. Now, I don't know about y'all's mama. My mother was an old Texas mother. And if he took me to the doctor and he called me a dog, I'm going to tell you, they, he'd have left there bloody. I just <laughs> You're right. But the fact of the matter is, Jesus spoke the truth. Yeah. He came into his own first. Mm -hmm. And us Gentile dogs, we'd left outside. But that woman would not be turned away. She would not be denied. Right. Yeah. You know why? She looked a foot lower than his frowning face and saw his oven heart. Mm. Said yeah. true, but even dogs eat crumbs from the table. All right, mm. and because she looked not to Mount Sinai and not to even Mount Zion, for the church had already rejected her. Jesus. The Jewish Jesus. religion had rejected her. But she looked down to the loving heart. <laughs> That's good. And I want to tell you something, folks. 
Religion will point you to Mount Sinai every time. Yeah. Well, they'll point you over there to Mount Zion. Come to our church and use a friend. Yeah. We got a church in our town that has a sign. Come to church and don't feel like you've been to church. Oh. <laughs> What's it you? Right. Well, it ain't working that good for them. <laughs> well, let's make application. I've been up here so long, some of the women are growing beards. <laughs> I want to make a few applications from those texts because all three of these mountains are very necessary in our life. In order to go to the God on the mountain, you got to endure them. You've got to go through them. You see, Moses went on up into that mountain because he called up in that mountain because he's a man of God. Yeah. But there were some that stood afar off. Said, who does he think he is? He's gonna lead us. I'm a leader myself. He's gonna interpret the word of God to me. Why, I got the word myself. Yeah. Well, go on up in there and get you some more word then. Go on up and touch my outside and go on up. All of a sudden you drop dead. You've been stoned to death. There's been a dark put through you. And I'll tell you why. You don't touch the man that God allows up that mountain. That's right. And I want you to know, I am a poor excuse in my own eyes of a man of God. That's right. But don't touch me. All right. Why does God always use a man to ascend to where the law is broken down and given? Because it's His sovereign will to choose man as He pleases. Oh, yeah. Right? Did Pastor Moses have immunity from the terror of the Lord? No, he was just closer to the fire and had a swear to your brow than everybody else. Was Moses afraid? Verse 21. And so terrible was the sight that Moses said, I exceedingly fear and quake. You see, Mr. Religious doesn't understand that. Jesus, Church boss, he don't understand that. And uh, oh, mama called preachers don't understand that. Church called and self called preachers don't understand this thing called the fear of the Lord. Why do most of us preachers stay in this thing? It's not that we're overcoming the Holy Ghost filled Bible bumping children of God. I'll tell you what it is we fear God. We're scared to quit. Because He may call us up a mountain and I ain't wanting to go while I'm backslid. That's right. A true pastor is called by God. And He's called into the fears of God. Right. Yes. That's what keeps us from just preaching anything we want to preach. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right, yeah. And these fellas that come to you with another Jesus. Oh yeah. And these fellas that say, I am Messiah. Old David Chris got a little taste of hell before he went down there. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. You know, uh, folks, they have no fear of God. Uh-huh. They do not fear God, those that would preach another gospel. Yeah. That's right. right. Those would set themselves up as God to blaspheme the Holy Ghost Jesus. and get called home early. Jesus. Jesus. There's another application. Not only would you see 
lost church members who don't like Moses ascending where they can't go. I'm just going to tell you, folks, uh, churches need to be God-inspired. But they need to be pastor-led. Somebody say amen. You know, the camel is a horse that a Baptist committee designed. And split over one hump or two. There's another application. Mount Sinai is a must for you to understand that you lost. You're right. I believe it. We need old time revival. Oh, yes. Where Mount Sinai is all ablaze. And it's dark at the top. You can't see God. And the thunderings and the lightnings and the loud old time declarations of God scare the sinner out of his wits. You don't preach on sin from the Word of God, they'll never know they're sinners. But I'm telling you, I was raised in a home with a father that preached it like it was. But you know, our preaching should also contrast just like those mountains. I offer to you a God that hates sin. And you're full of sin. But I offer you a God that died on the mountain. And with the fear of living without Him, pushes you to the place that you will not live without Him at Mount Calvary. Yeah. What a glorious, wonderful change in my life has been wrong Amen. since Jesus Amen. came Amen. into my heart. Yeah. 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 So there's another application. There are Christians that are easily led and deceived that will leave Mount Calvary because every old dog will have a following. (laughs) And they'll leave Mount Calvary and they'll get over there with that lost church member or that rebellious one and they'll follow him for a spell. The preacher's getting ulcers, wringing his hands. You know, I'm just going to tell you, we're human. And then it comes to the point where he's just about ready to snuff you out. He's done his numbers. I think we can get him. And a little group around him. But he makes a mistake and he touches that mountain. And all of his efforts and all the dust that he's done stirred up just all dissipates. And there he is. Found out to be what it really is. And he's going to go on and go down the road and do it somewhere else. And some of those people that followed him are so weak that they'll follow him out of there. And they might have to make three loops around Mount Sinai for they say, you know, I've about had a bed enough of this. I'm going back to Mount Calvary. Thank God for Mount Calvary that even when... Do you think you can be deceived? You better believe you can be deceived. You walk after the flesh and you're going to be deceived. You'll justify your sin not having the power to justify sin. Thank God for Calvary. One of the ways you know you're saved is when you go to Mount Calvary in your spiritual man and look in the face of that suffering soul. You will not look in the face of the Savior and sin. You've got to turn your back on Him. Amen. 
Jesus. To do that. So now, Calvary, another application of this is don't don't follow somebody to Mount Sinai like you're going to have some kind of victory there against the man of God. You're going to get hurt. That's what's going to happen. There's another application and I'm done, believe it or not. I've made about five layers of paint on this thing already. I only know one person that fears Mount Sinai more than humanity and animals. Old smutty face, yeah, yeah, the devil, yeah, yeah. He knows what Mount Sinai is all about, yeah, Because yeah. you see, there was a day he looked up and he said, "I will send yeah. to the Most High Place. Yeah. I yeah. will become like Him yeah. who uh -huh. sits on His mountain." Yeah, God kicked him out so fast. Boy, I'm telling you, he had a trail of defeat behind him. Uh -huh. He was not worthy to ascend that mount though he was the fairest of angels yeah. and though he was the most glorious one, right. the praise leader of God, plus a lot of other things that we don't deep things that he was that we don't understand. Yeah. But I can tell you what, he made a mistake. Yes, he did. He tried to climb in the place of the one that would be exalted oh, above all the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh -huh. my, my, my. So what can he do now? Uh -huh. <laughs> He can talk to you. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. he can't get to God. But he can get to you. Some brief moral flaw in your life. One hissy fit you threw in public and ruined yourself. One backsliding if you had a lick of sense, church, you'd run to Mount Calvary. But the devil says you don't want to go back to God. And he points over here to Mount Sinai. Boy, he's angry with you. He's about ready to kill you. You're not going to teach Sunday school again. You're not going to sing again. You're not going to testify again. You're not going to do anything on Mount Zion because of what you have done. You'd be surprised how much we fall for that in our yeah. lives. Oh, yes, yeah. You're right. Thank God. I've been raised and I'm around some men of God like so many of you that I love. You always point me to Calvary. I want to thank you for that. Preachers, keep on preaching the cross and pointing them to Calvary. Church member, when you fall, you get up yeah. and you go back to Mount Calvary. Back to Bethany. Come then and join this holy band and on the glory go to dwell in that celestial land where joys immortal flow. Mount Sinai condemn me. Mount Calvary redeemed me. Mount Zion welcomes me. Thank you, Hallelujah. What a Savior. What a Savior. Yes. He's God on the mountain. Amen. Yes. Amen.